One of the most important phone calls in the life of Steve Smith Sr. almost didn't get through. I really wasn't going to FaceTime him. I don't really know Mr. Tepper that well to experience a, a FaceTime. 40 years old, but stranger danger still exists in the world. I'm really just joking. I just want to give Tepper a hard time. Uh-oh, stay tuned for the story of stranger danger and more with the 89. Today, we celebrate 25 seasons of Panther football with a combative, combustible, sensitive, introspective wide receiver, Steve Smith. 25 seasons of Panthers football, a celebration of the players, coaches, and other people who have contributed to the organizational success. Now to Mick Mixon. The incomparable number 89, Steve Smith, steps into our podcast. Smitty, where were you and what were you doing when you got the call from David Tepper that you were going to be in the Hall of Honor? Well, um, the first call I got when he called me on my cell phone, um, I was on the I was in Utah in a vehicle heading to 7-Eleven to get a coffee, um, and then I, I have a Android and he has an iPhone, um, and so I had to call him from someone else's uh, phone because he wanted to FaceTime me. And first of all, I thought that was very um, interesting that another grown man wanted to FaceTime me. But um, after uh, he convinced me to FaceTime him because I really wasn't going to FaceTime him. Uh, I, didn't really, I don't really know Mr. Tepper that well um, at that moment um, to experience a, a FaceTime. Um, you know, 40 years old, but stranger danger still exists in the world. Um, I'm really just joking. I just want to give Tepper a hard time. Um, but so when I called him, I was actually in 7-Eleven when we started to actually FaceTime. I was putting uh, sugar and um, non-dairy powdered cream uh, in my coffee at 7-Eleven. Um, trying to wake up because I was on the West Coast. Um, and uh, total shock, surprise. Um, and then when I got home, even bigger shock and surprise of all the steps that was put uh, and the effort that he put and the Carolina Panthers put into making this happen. Um, it was told to me the different scenarios. Uh, one, um, I've gotten a great opportunity to meet Mr. Tepper and speak to him several times about a wide range of things. And one of the things that he's discovered um, is you don't pop up on me at my home. And that was one of the ideas he thought. Um, we didn't think that was going to be a great idea. Um, but it was pretty funny because he is very adamant when he gets something in his head uh, to execute it and the people around him, he is um, um, he is expecting them to execute it with the same level of um, urgency that he likes to do things. So um, it's been re very interesting to get to meet and know him and how he operates. And it's been interesting for him to get to meet me and know how I operate as well. So it's been fun. During the phone call, Steve, and then in the days and weeks afterward, what emotions did this honor bring up for you? Uh, array of emotions. Um, today, still trying to wrap my head around it, uh, trying to figure out uh, to accept the honor and not try to overthink things. Uh, really just try to relax, which is um, – for a guy who's always going and going and going like myself, uh, it's kind of hard to do. So trying to figure it out. Um, and then the other part is um, it's really cool is um, Mr. Tepper, again, another step. He's, um, um, you know, he sent some clothes to my kids and stuff uh, just because, honestly, the last, team I was, the last team I was with was 
the Ravens. So a lot of the our a lot of the stuff that my kids have is Raven stuff. So um, when we came here in November, Deuce, um, our youngest, uh, he had never been in a stadium. So he was trying to wrap his head around it and figure out um, why aren't we going through uh, the McHenry Tunnel in Baltimore to go to the to the stadium. So, I mean, that's just part of it. And so it's a great opportunity for my last child who's not experienced as much football as the other three. Um, to him to start to associate uh, Carolina with the Carolina Panthers and experience that. So it's been really good for him as well. Steve Smith on the podcast. What did it mean to you, Smitty, to go in with Jordan Gross, with Wesley Walls, and with Jake DeLone? Um, with Wesley, uh, it's more of an honor just because of what I see Wesley as, as a 49ers fan, knowing what Wesley was, uh, being a former teammate for a short period of time, but also uh, looking up to Wesley. Um, it's been it, it's been surreal, but uh, to go in with Jake, uh, you know my counterpart who clown around a, a lot, uh, it's it's a real good honor too. But uh, the one that sticks out is obviously for me is Jordan. Um, you know, going back and thinking about it, um, you know I played 13 years here. I think it was only two seasons without Jordan in the huddle, but then I had him one year in Utah. And so basically, um, two years in college uh, at Utah, 16 years in the league. So 18 years of my football career, uh, really only three years has, has not really been with Jordan uh, in the same huddle every week, every day. Um, and so you kind of get used to that. Um, and that's an honor that I don't believe a lot of people uh, can say. You know, people play with each other in college for a little bit and maybe pass or go to the same school. But I mean, me and Jordan have been um, actually two years. So uh, me and Jordan have been locked locked in 69 uh, at left tackle and wide receiver 89 or seven in college. When I've always looked up to my left, Jordan has always been there. Um, and so that's pretty cool. And um, that's something I'll always remember. and. Uh, Jordan has a – for my one of my birthdays, he actually sent me a picture um, of himself uh, beholding me up in a Super Bowl. And um, he wrote a little message on there, and it's in my office. And it's right next to a picture uh, – next to a picture with my family. And when I look up in my office on my bookshelf, I see my family to the left, and I see one of my closest teammates to the right. So um, – it's a real big honor, and, and, and it's something um, extremely special um, that even in words, I think it still sells it short. Just a few more questions for Steve Smith Sr. on the podcast. Smitty, during your career, you seem to make every drill, every play, every game, every practice personal to help motivate yourself. From where in your background did your combative spirit come? I just think uh, really my surroundings, uh, understanding. I mean, I, I grew up poor, but didn't necessarily know I was poor. Great example of it is I didn't realize till I was a little bit older, or a lot bit older, that I Love Lucy was in black and white for an extremely long time because we, that's all we had is black and white TVs. Um, with the pliers on the knob and the, um, and the, the iron hanger uh, as the antenna, and a little tinfoil on the top too. Um, so for us, um, that's what I grew up with. Um, that's what I saw. And so because of that, I had a really – uh, 
I had a lot of alone time uh, to self-motivate myself, uh, to pull it out from wherever I needed to pull it out from. So um, if you do that long enough, you create those habits, whether they're good or bad, uh, those habits stick with you. Um, and so for me, um, I didn't realize it when I was younger, but I had a, I had a vision. And because of that vision, my focus was extremely narrow. Um, and anything outside of that, um, I really didn't have time for it, uh, didn't want to fool with it. And because of that, at times, uh, it was seen a certain way. But I really look at it. Uh, for me, at that time, it benefited me and it worked for me. And is there some things I probably would want to change? Yes. But um, also, no, uh, I learned a lot and I went through a lot. And so. Um, I guess at the end of the day, um, you know, I don't, I don't really have a lot of tremendous regret. I think probably maybe alter a few things, but I mean, I think it worked out okay for me. Last question for the great Steve Smith. Uh, Smitty, so many records, great moments, uh, five Pro Bowls. Uh, of what during your Panther career are you most proud? <laughs> my son just asked me that yesterday, at my oldest son, Peyton. Um, at dinner, and I couldn't answer it. And um, I really can't. I think um, there's so many, in every career there's some heartbreak, but then there's also some breakthrough. And I think the one of the most memorable things, if I can honor someone, um, probably would be um, Rich, Richard Williamson. Um, I remember uh, through my whole career playing sports uh, in every phase, from a little kid to adult, your coach criticized and critiqued and corrected. And I have never been coached, criticized, critiqued, or corrected the way Richard did. And Richard was hard on me um, for an extremely long time. But it really connected the dots is I played golf with a good friend that I probably haven't seen in probably about 10 years, Isaac Bird. And he said something about Richard. We're talking about him. And he said, Richard saw exactly what all of us saw in you, which uh, you had the ability to be better than all of us. Um, but your attitude didn't seem like you understood it. What was funny is I did. Um, I just didn't agree with the way correcting the way Richard did. And I remember a story that Richard told me. Uh, I had messed up. I went from a number system to a West Coast system. And Richard looked at me and, um, and he said, if you keep that up, your ass will be bagging groceries at the food line. And I kind of looked. And first of all, you know, I was, I've been here probably, probably two months, so I had no idea what a food line is. I came from Los Angeles and Utah, which are Abelson's, um, Ralph's, Vaughn's, Smith's, and I had no idea what a food line was. Now, being older, I know what a food line was. Why couldn't I bag for Harris Teeter? Why did it have to be food line? And basically what Richard was saying is, get your stuff together. Um, you got drafted, and that's great, but the journey starts now. And there are so many things that I find myself laughing about Richard in his passing now as an adult that sometimes I may be worded a different way with my kids, but I know where it came from. And um, Norma, his wife, is unbelievable. Even when I was in Baltimore, 
my final year when he passed. Um, it was probably a couple of weeks before he died. Uh, he had actually texted me and encouraged me and said, hey, you about to go to training camp. Don't bag no groceries. And I just chuckled. And I said, hey, I'll call you back. And I remember he was telling me he was in Alabama, kind of going back and forth and kind of assisting with them and when he went to the hospital here. So um, I just find it like guys like that, Richard, um, Rich, uh, Ricky Prohl, a number of guys, Moosean, Isaac, Carl Hankton, um, Doug Evans, Jimmy Hitchcock. There's a t number of guys uh, coming into this organization that um, I got the experience to be loved on. Um, necessarily didn't always see it as love, uh, but it was pretty cool. And so if there's one thing I remember is I remember in training camp in Walford, uh, first time ever being in the South in that heat and just failing and failing. And Richard just laid into me. And I didn't know what it did at that moment. It hurt my feelings, but it really, um, I believe, spoke a prophetic word into me that I needed at that moment. Um, maybe it wasn't the ideal uh, way to put it, but uh, the kick in the pants worked. Man, I appreciate him for it. Great words. That's Stevon Latrell Smith Sr., Steve Smith, permanent part now of the history of the Carolina Panthers. Smitty, congratulations and appreciate your time. Now, I know you're not going to edit this out, but there's really only much about four people in the world that call me by my full birth name. You are not one of them, Nick. <laughs> so just, just want to let that know. Okay. Alternative ending. Three, two, one. Steve oh, Smith. <laughs> Next time, we'll talk with the quarterback that paired with Smitty like red beans and rice. Jake DeLone, next on the podcast.